You're listening to Time in the Word. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 32-35, Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Dr. Gonzalez explains that the Lord Jesus Christ uses the illustration of the fig tree to teach us the importance of being a discerning people and how to be a discerning people. As we are able to discern the coming of summer because of the blossoming of the fig tree, so can we discern, without making the mistake of setting dates, the second coming of Christ as we see certain events coming to pass. As God ministers to you through this series of studies, and as you experience God's love and grace in your own life, share these podcasts with others so that they too may be blessed by God's word and his amazing grace. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez continues his study on end times prophecy. Father, we thank you so much for this time of study. We pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to us loudly and clearly, that we may be able to take that which you teach us today and apply it to our lives so that we may live lives indeed that are worthy of you and bring you honor and glory. For it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you once again for joining us. We are going to continue our study in prophecy today. If you uh, were with us last week, then you remember that we started looking at the signs of the times. And uh, we were looking at the first part of, of, of this particular study. Uh, We are going to recap today a couple points that we made in order to just keep everybody on the same page. We'll recap a couple of points that were made last week, and uh, then we'll move on from that point. We were talking about the signs of the times, and we were talking about the fact that Christ often told us in Scripture that we need to be a discerning people. Now, remember, keep this in mind. As I speak about the signs of the times, we're talking about the second coming of Christ. We're not talking about the rapture. Uh, There's really nothing Scripture tells us that we need to look for regarding the rapture. The rapture is just going to occur with no signs coming to us before the rapture occurs. But there are signs of the times that are given uh, for those who will be living on planet Earth during the tribulation period that clearly help them understand that the second coming is fast approaching. And uh, so we will look back at a couple points about those signs of the times that we made last week and the message last week, and then we'll move from that particular point. Now, the first point we made last week, the first sign of the times that we spoke of was found in 2 Peter chapter 2, or no, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. And let me read you that passage. Peter says, first of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their evil desires. They will say, where is the coming uh, he promised? Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate too much on this point because we did talk about this last week. I just want to highlight a couple things that Peter mentions in this passage. First of all, he says that in the last days, now understand, I am not here saying that these signs of the times 
certain things are going to be manifested that have never been present in the world before. Certainly there have been those who have scoffed uh, in every generation uh, since Christ, and there's certainly been lust in every generation since uh, in human history, and certainly there has been unbelief in every generation uh, in human history. But what the Bible does say, or at least Peter, what Peter says, is that in the last days, these characteristics will be very prevalent, uh, much more than in any other generation of human history. And he says there's going to be scoffers, there's going to be lust. You know, these scoffers are going to be the ones who follow their evil desires, and evil desires usually has a connotation of lust involved. And because there are scoffers, and because there's lust involved in, in the way they behave and live, the unbelief sets in uh, as a way of, of, of life and thinking and as a mindset in the lives of these individuals. So Peter clearly indicates that as the second coming approaches, Scoffing and lust and unbelief will be very prevalent much more than any other generation of human history. That was the first point we looked at last week. The second point we looked at last week was that there was going to be a large degree of religious unconcern. And the passage that we looked at was Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 39. And I'll read that uh, passage for you. It says, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man, a reference to the second coming, not the first, of course. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Now, we made a couple points. Again, I won't elaborate too much because we discussed this in the previous program. But there will be in the last days a, a, a religious unconcern. A couple points I do want to make about that passage. First of all, uh, if you remember the story of the building of the ark and the story of Noah, there's a couple points that I want to make here. First of all, uh, Jesus says that, listen, just as in the days of Noah, there's going to be a preoccupation on the part of humanity in the last days, very similar to the only preoccupation that the people living in the days of Noah had, and that was to eat and drink and to propagate, to, to marry and give to marriage. What, int what, what is, what is uh, uh, catching to me in that particular passage we just read is that Jesus clearly states that the people who lived in the days of Noah, even though for the entire time that that ark had, uh, was being built, and it took a very long time to, for that ark to be completed, in all that time, Noah had been warning, and God had been warning humanity of the coming judgment. And Jesus even goes as far as to say that up to the very day when they entered the ark, people were oblivious to what was about to happen. Uh, incredible, since they had for a hundred years plus been listening to Noah and watching Noah do something that was clearly a shadow of, uh, 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 about what was to come, and that was the worldwide flood. Well, Jesus says it's going to be the same in the last days. People are going to live life as if whatever. That's going to be the prevalent philosophy. It's going to be all about self. It's, all, it's going to be all about God has no 
place in the life of the inhabitants of the world in the tribulation period other than those who are being converted to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even though there's going to be lots of things occurring during the tribulation period, even though there's going to be wrath and judgment being poured out on the world, all those things will still not be able to open the eyes of people to recognize, and in the days of Noah, that final judgment is coming very close. That's where we left off last week. Today we will pick up on point number three. We're looking at the signs of the times. The third one I want to mention is there is going to be a falling away from the faith. And there are several passages, at least two passages, I want to read to you. If you have your Bibles with you, Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. That's the first one I'll read. It says, The Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings came through hypocritical liars, whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Notice first of all the uh, several points that he makes here. People in the latter times will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. I don't know about you folks, but let me tell you something. If this is a sign of the time that will occur in the last days during the tribulation, foreshadowing the second coming of Christ, then we must be very close to entering the tribulation period, therefore the rapture must be very near, because we certainly are experiencing in the world today, not only in the United States, but in the world today, a departing of many from the faith. Listen, we live in a day and age where entire communities and denominations are leaving the doctrines that for years they themselves themselves held as convictions, doctrines that have been the doctrines that the, that the church has historically believed, taught, propagated, and defended. We are seeing entire denominations uh, uh, compromising the faith, setting aside the non-negotiables, the fundamentals of the faith, in order to embrace the postmodern philosophies about truth that are out there in order not to offend people. Listen, the function of the church is not to be politically correct because the day we attempt to be politically correct is the day that we become guilty of preaching a gospel which Paul clearly said in Galatians chapter 1 was no gospel at all. We are responsible to teach the Word of God and if it is offensive, and it should be because by nature the gospel is offensive, by nature it is offensive because it tells individuals that they are sinners uh, uh, destined for hell unless they turn from their sin, they repent from their sin, and trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But listen, people are far more interested in having preachers come into their churches and preach pretty sermons that make them feel good about themselves without ever saying a word that brings conviction.
conviction into their life and leads them to repentance and to seeing Jesus for who he is and acknowledging uh, uh, what Jesus did on their behalf. Another passage I want to look at is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. Now, let me read that for you. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Listen to me, folks. I'll stop right here. There's more in that verse. Listen to me. We are at a critical stage in the life of the church and in the life of the world today. God has always kept a remnant of people, be it Israel or be it Christians within the church, who will continue to faithfully propagate the truth of the gospel and will continue at any cost, be it their very lives be the price they have to pay, to speak the truth out of love for the love they have for the lost people in the world. But listen, we are in a day and age where it is prevalent the simple fact that people will not put up with sound doctrine. Do you believe, and I know this to be a fact because I've had these conversations with individuals who claim to be Christians, and I don't sit in judgment. I am not God. I cannot uh, read a human being's heart, but normally we can discern their spiritual condition by what they say, by how they live, by, by their consistency. I have had conversations with people who claim to be Christians, yet everything they believe and everything they say is inconsistent because they're far more concerned with doing what is right in the eyes of man and the eyes of the world while violating their command given by the Lord to teach and preach the truth. God forbid I ever become a politically correct preacher because then I am not worthy to call myself a Christian and certainly not worthy to be one to communicate the truth of the Bible. The only reason I refuse to become politically correct, folks, is because I love the people for whom Christ came to die for. Listen, the day I quit teaching the truth is the day I condemn those who listen to me speak lies to hell. It is my responsibility as a minister of the gospel, as a preacher of the word of God, to remain faithful to my Lord, to remain faithful to the truth of, of the word of God, and to be fair and honest with you and teach you what the Bible says you ought to know so that you may enter into a personal, a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible clearly says that in the latter times, and we're certainly experiencing that today, uh, that, that, that people will abandon their faith and follow deceiving, and don't forget that word deceiving, these are spirits that come cloaked as preachers and, pre and, and pastors and professors and clergy, but they are deceiving spirits who teach doctrines of demons. The church is full of them, unfortunately, but there is a remnant of God who continues to faithfully propagate the truth of the gospel. Then in, I continue reading 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. He says, instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say, listen, to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Listen, if you want to hear what God has to say to you, then don't shut me off. 
But if you don't want to hear what God has to say to you, then it's probably a good time for you to shut me off. Because I am going to share with you what the Bible has to say for your own good. As somebody did when they shared the gospel with me for my own good. I am grateful to the Lord Jesus that there was somebody in the world who loved me enough to communicate to me the truth of the gospel and who stayed on top of me and faithfully remained until they saw that I had genuinely given my heart to Jesus. They loved me enough to not let go until they knew that Jesus had gotten hold of me. And that is my responsibility uh, towards those of you who listen to my voice. My job is to communicate to you, to you the truth and say whatever it is the Scripture has to say. If you want somebody to tell you what you want to hear, then you're not really somebody who's prepared to listen to God speak to you. And unfortunately today, and I'm not talking about non-Christian religions. I'm talking about people who claim to be Christians. We have entire uh, professional search committees in many churches around this land and around the world whose function is simply to go out to find somebody who's going to make them feel good with every sermon he preaches. Well, folks, you are sealing your doom if you do that. You need somebody behind those pulpits who is willing to preach the truth of the Word of God. And we have seen this being fulfilled even in our generation before the rapture is even taking place, which once again I point out indicates that clearly the, the rapture of the church must be imminent because these things are already beginning to be fulfilled and they're supposed to be fulfilled to their completion in the tribulation period. We are that close, folks. Uh, another point I want to make is that in uh, another sign of the time of which the Bible speaks is the increase of wickedness. Now, we don't have to sit here and pretend that we've never experienced wickedness in this world from the beginning of time. Certainly, there has been wickedness in the world and in every generation, but the Bible clearly indicates that in the last days, wickedness will be prevalent and will be rampant. Let me read to you 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5. Listen to this and tell me this is not the world we currently live in. Tell me this is not something that clearly defines where we're headed as we ourselves experience the world around us. Listen to what uh, Paul said. But mark this there will be terrible times in the last days. The last days is the tribulation period. People, listen, people will be lovers of themselves. No. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Did we not just define 21st century society? 
And this is a sign of the time that those during the tribulation period are to see and recognize as a sign of the second coming. It's not a sign prior to the rapture. This is a sign for the tribulation period and those living in the tribulation period. If we see this and these things we just read characterize the 21st century, folks, how close are we then to the rapture and how close is the world to enter uh, uh, that seven-year tribulation period and see the second coming of Christ? Listen, the world is going to be characterized by societal degeneration. We don't have to imagine what that looks like. Look around. We already experience that to a certain degree today, to a certain extent today. The world will be characterized by moral decay. It's all about me. It's all about what I love. It's going to be all about my pleasures. It's all going to be about what I can get out of the world at whatever cost. Certainly that characterizes the generation that we currently live in. But again, this is a sign of the time for those living in the tribulation period. Those living in the last days. And you know why those things are going to be characteristic during the last days? Because of something, a phenomena that we see already occurring in our lifetime. People will have rejected or denied the very existence of objective, absolute truth. People will have successfully propagated the entire idea and brainwashed the coming generation that God himself is a lie and he does not exist. In essence, the world is going to be characterized by a generation of people who don't know God. And how does a generation that doesn't know God live? We just read it. That is going to characterize the world in the last days. And we already see the beginnings of that. Another point I want to make is that in the last days, one of the signs of the times is going to be outward formalism. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at uh, 2 Timothy, right where we are, chapter 3 and verse 5. In fact, I want to read the entire passage to keep the context. We're going to read verses 1 through 4 again and then add 5 to it. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of, of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And in verse 5, having a form, listen, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. You know what, you know what Paul is saying? That in spite of the fact that this society is going to be characterized by people who don't know God, and their life is going to be an example of what it is to live without the knowledge of God, they're actually going to walk around as if they were spiritual people. 
Listen, when a person enters into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, their life changes from the inside out. Because when Jesus touches a human being's heart, that heart changes forever. And the Bible says that the person who enters into a personal relationship with Jesus literally becomes a new creation. And we change from the inside out. And that which we start living out because of our new creation is the fruit that serves as evidence of our relationship with Jesus Christ. But you know what is going to be characteristic of, of, of the last days? Outward formalism. In other words, these are going to be people who are going to pretend outwardly to be spiritual and religious, but with no inward change in their life. Because their religion is going to be a religion that has no place for the true and living God of the Bible. They're going to pretend to be religious individuals, but inwardly they will be as dead as they have ever been. That is important to realize because even in our current day we see that prevalent as well. We see a lot of good people out there who pretend to be religious. And they work very hard at keeping up that pretension. But inwardly, inwardly, they are spiritually dead as they have always been. Well, we're going to come to the end of this particular message. We will continue on the signs of the times next message. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father, we once again thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you are a merciful, gracious God who seeks and desires for all human beings to come to the saving knowledge of the truth. But we must be willing to hear the truth. May you bring into our lives individuals who preach the truth unadulterated, Lord, so that you may continue to speak and minister and conform us to the image of Christ. We bring you all the glory in his name. Amen.